0: Before I get to my next guest, Keith Hersland, I want to remind you about a couple of our friends, starting with the folks over at Adele Golf. Is your driver adjustable? Of course it is. How about your irons? Didn't think so. Adele's new SMS irons give you adjustability in an iron to match your swing. These new irons come with three weights lined up across the back of the club. By moving the heavyweight to the heel, center, or toe location, you can match the club to your swing instead of vice versa. The result? Total control of the club face for more distance and accuracy. Your irons can't do this. Check them out online by going to adelgolf.com. I also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Squares Golf. Are you like me, always considering new golf equipment? Maybe a new driver? Well, let me reset your thinking, because I discovered Squares Golf Shoes. The patented Squares Toe provides balanced, stability, and a wider base for increased connection to the ground, effectively increasing your swing speed by 2.2 miles per hour and an average of 9 yards of distance. Independent testing proves it. That's right. It's proven in science. Go to Squares.com, get the Squares 30-day money-back guarantee, and use promo code DISTANCE to get $20 off. Remember, distance comes from swing speed, and swing speed comes from your connection to the ground. Squares, the Distance Golf Shoe. Okay, now back and I'm honored to say this for the eleventh time with me here on Next on the T is my all time favorite author and one of my all time favorite people on the planet, and that's Keith Hershlin. Keith has been a wonderful friend for several years and he's been a great supporter of the show, which I am very thankful for. He is an Emmy Award winning TV producer. He has produced shows for ESPN, ESPN two, The Golf Channel, and now Live Golf. Keith was among the original people that started the Golf Channel back in 1995. He's written five wonderful books. My all-time favorite one, which is Cover Me, Boys, I'm Going In, Tales of the Tube from a Broadcast Brat. I'm also partial to his latest one, Song Girl, A Mystery in Two Verses, and that C.T. Mascaro character. He's also written great books titled Big Flies, The Flower Girl Murder, Murphy Murphy and the Case of Serious Crisis, which was named Book of the Year by Book Talk Radio Club, oh, by the way. Rumor has it there might be a sixth book on the way, which I hope to hear more about. And I'm honored to have Keith back with me again tonight here on Next on the T. Hey, Keith, how are you, my friend?
1: Hi, Chris. Great to be with you. I got You know, every time I hear your intro of me, I feel like I've accomplished something. It, make, it, make me, it makes me feel good. <laughs> great to be with you. As it should.
0: <laughs> Dude, you've accomplished a great deal. You, you should be in, in several Hall of Fame by now. I'm, I'm a little disappointed <laughs> that you're not. Uh, You're a nice man. Keith, you're actually coming to us from the future because you're in Bangkok, (laughs) Thailand. And as we record this show live on Tuesday nights in the States, it's about 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. It's actually around 7.30 a.m. Wednesday morning there, right?
1: Yeah, I feel like a time traveler, right? Yeah, I am in uh, my first (laughs) time in Thailand, uh, first time in this part of the world. And I got to tell you, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, I look forward to coming back when I'm not working.
0: And Keith, one of the big questions right now, and there are a lot around live golf and as we look ahead to twenty twenty three you're sort of front and center you know that the talk is about t v contracts and and I know you don't make the deals and and you'll work with whoever it is and however it is, but people are doubting that any network is actually interested in showing live golf tournaments, and if one is, it's only because. The PIF comes up with a bunch of money and buys the airtime, not because anyone wants the rights to the show. I don't know. Can can you can you share any you know truth, myth, what's going on, and and where you think the the live broadcasts are going to be here in the future?
1: Oh uh, boy, you know I I wish I could, and I'm not uh, I'm not deflecting the question. I just you're right. I'm not involved in the deals. We have uh, some really talented, smart people doing that. Um, I can tell you that a lot of what you read, um, you know, is not true. Uh, some of what you read is true. So, you know, there are, uh, unfortunately, and I feel like, you know, being caught in the middle a little bit and I, you know, I, I, I have, I think successfully, um, navigated the politics of this whole situation. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, why, why I'm doing this. And, the, the the main reason and maybe the only reason is because it was another opportunity to get on in on the ground floor of something and create something and maybe bring a little bit of innovation to um, golf on television. And, you know, I did it almost 30 years ago with Golf Channel. You know, I took a big leap of faith. I took a risk. I left a great job at ESPN and joined a, a startup in Orlando, Florida in the fall of 1994. And, you know, that came out pretty well. And this again was an opportunity when they approached me, you know, when they talked to me at the first, at first, Chris, it was, you know, to see if I'd be interested in doing one or two events. And, you know, I, I was retired. I was happily retired. Um, of course, that turned into a, a full slate of events this year, which is eight. And as my wife likes to say, I failed spectacularly at retirement. So, um, But it was an opportunity (laughs) to start something new and to look at, like, what is golf doing? What does golf look like on TV? And are are there ways that we can make that experience for the golf viewer just a little more attractive, just a little more interesting, just a little more exciting? And, you know, like I said, politics is one thing. For me, it was completely a production decision and and a huge opportunity to get back in the television space. Because I feel like, you know, there are a few tricks left in this old dog, Chris.
0: <laughs> I know there are. And and last time, we talked about how the challenge of producing a tournament with all the players out on the course at the same time was one of the things that lured you back to, you know, produce some of these tournaments and with, with so many golf balls in the air at the same time. Talk about the challenge of, showing every great shot and keeping up with the leaders at the same time
1: yeah it is a challenge it's you know and i when you haven't done it for 10 years the first couple of events um you know and even now after we've done i guess five uh you know i'm exhausted it's you know murphy murphy would be uh angry with me for using this cliche but (laughs) you know it's it is like drinking from a fire hose i mean you're in the truck and you know the gun goes off at 15 minutes after the hour, and you know everybody's playing golf. And so, you know, we made a decision early on, a conscious decision, to um, just show as much golf as possible, show as many golf shots as possible. Um, and we're lucky, I'm blessed. You know, it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse because we we are streaming on YouTube and we don't have any commercials at the moment. So there are multiple opportunities for me to show golf, which, uh, you know, the folks that do network golf don't have as much of an opportunity as I do. But at the same time, I will, you know, obviously you concentrate on your story on the first day. It's your main group. The, the second and third day, it's your leaders. But in the meantime, when they're not playing, I just look up and see a monitor and see somebody hitting the golf shot. And I go to, it It might be James Piot, It might be Scott Vincent. It might be Sergio Garcia or Phil Mickelson, but I just look up and see somebody playing and I don't even worry about, you know, where they are on the pylon, which is what we call our leaderboard, or where they are, where they stand in the tournament. Um, I just go and show golf. So, you know, we have one of the innovations that we did do, and I know I'm rambling on, but one of the innovations that we've done is our leaderboard, which we call the pylon, and it's patterned after the F1, the Formula One racing pylon. So what you see on the left side of the screen is names, 24 names at a time, going up and down the leaderboard, depending on what they do on the golf course. And we don't pretend to get to everything live. So if you see Phil Mickelson move up the pylon, there's, a, I'm going to show it. It may be in 10 seconds. It may be in 20 seconds. But I'm going to show it. And then we put up a little graphic that says earlier. And we say, you know, you, you know, you saw Phil move up the pylon. Here's how he did it. We have these things called don't blink, which are three, four shot highlight packages that are very quick, you know, no lead in, no, no pad on the other side, four or five seconds a shot that get people caught up on the players, on the teams. Um It's really, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I've watched a lot of golf on TV and this is different and it's fun. And if you enjoy just the pure enjoyment of watching guys play golf, I don't know Again, put all the politics aside, put whatever feelings you have aside. But if you just like watching professional golfers hit golf shots, I don't know how you don't like it.
0: So what kind of feedback are you getting, Keith, from, from golf fans? You know, people who are watching the golf tournament there with an open mind, again, politics aside, people tuning into, whether it's on your website or it's on YouTube, that they're coming to you with an open mind versus the old stodgy old guy that's yelling at his kid- at kids to get <laughs> off his lawn. like I used to be <laughs> what <laughs> what what kind of feedback are fans giving you
1: you know it's mixed, and i you know I wouldn't expect it to be any other way because it's different you know people my wife you know is the greatest one of the smartest the greatest person and one of the smartest people I've ever met, you know, and she's like she told me a, a long time ago, you know, don't, don't be afraid of change. Change is good. Um, But people are, you know, people don't, there are a lot of people that don't like change and this is different and they don't, you know, they don't like the pylon. They don't like, you know, it's it's hard to keep up. You know, the, the names are a little bit confusing. Some of them people don't know. Some of them people know. We have teams in this league. There are four player teams. There are 12 of them. And so there's a team icon and a logo that's next to the player's name because that's the team that he represents. And the scoring is a little, can be a little confusing. As far as the individual competition, it's not. Shoot the lowest score, you win the money. Shoot the lowest score, you win the trophy. You know, for the team, two days out of the three, two scores count, the best two scores. On the third day, three scores count. So there's, you know, you've seen a lot of, you know, griping and criticism and, and sniping at Pat Perez because, you know, he can shoot 83 and still make almost a million dollars in a week. And it's kind of like, well, but did you notice that on Friday and Saturday, he actually was one of the two low scores that helped the team get in that position. So it's all a little bit confusing. And I get that. And with only five events under our belt and, you know, that's the crazy thing is I sit here in Bangkok, Thailand thinking, you know, We have done five golf tournaments, 15 television shows. And it is all that people in the world of golf, especially on golf Twitter, which you know is not real life, but it's all that people can talk about. It's all that people can talk about. Chris, we've done 15 shows. It's, you know, it's crazy. So we hope that as, you know, Live Golf Hope, that as you know, time goes on, and we get into year two, which is going to be more league focused as opposed to individual focused, more team focused. The people, you know, kind of get a sense of what's going on. And if you like the team concept in golf, you're going to like live golf. If you don't like a team concept in golf, you're probably not going to like us.
0: A good friend of mine, Angelo, loves watching your golf tournament. He, he loves what you're doing. Oh, loves how the, the broadcasts <laughs> is done. Yes. Yeah is more fun he says it's more fun to watch the tournaments the fans are better we see more personality from the players from your standpoint when you compare these broadcasts again to your point 15 of them to what you were doing way back in the day with the golf channel when you got that off the ground and started doing that is what you're doing now better is it different just different how how would you compare how you did broadcast for the golf channel to what you're doing now
1: um you know, I, I, I would I would never say I mean, it's better only because of the technology that we have now that, you know, the technology that we had in 1995 when we first flipped the switch at Golf Channel is, you know, is pales in comparison to to the technology that we have now. Um You know, we have I mean, Chris, we have 66 cameras on the golf course. We have 25 wow. um, recording devices. To make sure that we don't miss any shots, I mean, this is, you know, this is a multi-million dollar budget every week for Live Golf. And Golf Channel, as you know, we were doing it with tongue depressors and duct tape. I mean, and that, to <laughs> me, is one of the greatest accomplishments of my career and my life was what we were able to do at Golf Channel with the resources that we were that we were gifted with. And, and God bless Mike Whalen and Bob Greenway and those guys for giving us what we got. But it was nowhere near this scale. Um, and, you know, this is an opportunity to, to, you know, be back in, in the TV production space and to, to be around and work with, you know, some of the greatest golfers and greatest athletes in the world. And I got to tell you, there is, it's not manufactured. There is a difference in the way these players, uh, comport themselves, the way they feel, the way they act. They are much more comfortable out here. They are much more free and loose. They are having a great time. You know, they're making a bunch of money and there are again the politics aside, the politics of the world golf rankings, the politics of the PGA Tour. Um but these guys are, you know, these guys, Chris, you've talked to a million of them. They're they're athletes, they're well, golfers. They want to play golf. And so that's what they're doing. And the team aspect has really Kind of, you know, you can see it. They've, it's given a lot of them kind of this, I wouldn't say a new lease on life, but a different perspective. You know, they're playing as a group. They're playing as four guys. There's an Aussie team. There's a South African team. There's a, there's a Spanish team captained by Sergio Garcia. There's of course, Dustin Johnson's team. And, you know, that's kind of what I understand to be the future of live golf is these team franchises and they're going to look to sell these teams. Two sponsors. Who knows? In in the future, maybe even the near future, you know, there will be an aus- this Aussie team will be sponsored by an Australian company, and that company will own whatever the name of this Aussie team is. That Callaway will come in and and buy Phil Mickelson's team, or you know, who knows? I think that's the goal. That's the kind of business model that they're looking at, from what I understand. So it's you know it's again patterned after this. This Formula One idea of teams, so we'll see what happens. Um, you know, they've got they've got enough capital and enough interest and enough want um, to do it for several years. So we'll see if it catches on.
0: And take that team, piece a little bit further. Once once they get sold, and you know, the, you've got your twelve team owners and that sort of thing. Are the players? I mean, are we going to see like a major league baseball sort of thing? Like, I, I'll trade you Sergio Garcia for Justin Johnson. <laughs> Yeah, are we, are we going to get to see stuff I, like that?
1: Uh, again, you know, I'm not, I'm not in those, those high level meetings. Thank goodness. Um, but from what everything that we understand, my answer to that question right this second would be yes, that you will see wow. things like a July trading deadline where nice. Dustin Johnson, and I'm guessing you're not going to see Dustin Johnson traded, but Dustin Johnson is the captain of the four aces might say, Hey, I really like the way that Hudson Swafford is playing right now. Hey, Phil, he's on your team. You know, I'll trade you Taylor Gooch for Hudson Swafford and, you know, uh, uh, cash consideration. A player to be named later. I mean, who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Yeah, a player to be named later. You know, unfortunately in this group, you know, in this league, there's only four players per team. So I'm not I'm guessing there's not going to be a lot of wheeling and dealing. But I think that's what they see. I think they see that as a as a strong possibility that there's going to be some excitement built around it. What guy is going to stay with what team? And there's been some movement this year with players, as I'm sure you've noticed, and that's one of the criticisms we get. It's like, well, what happened to Andy Ogletree? What happened to, you know, this week David Pooge is not playing and H- Hedeto Tanahara is. You know, what happens to these guys? Well, every contract is different. So maybe um, David's playing on the Asian tour this week, or maybe David's You know, taking the week off. I think in 23 and beyond, the teams will be set at the beginning of the year. And the only changes that will be made will be, um, if there is this kind of ability to trade players from team to team, but the 48 players in the league will stay the same. And again, I don't know, you know, this is speculation on my part. Please, anybody that's listening, don't take this as gospel. Cause it could change, but that's, for, that's our understanding. And, you know, it's, it's kind of fun. It's exciting. And again, I get it. You know, not everybody's going to like it, but not everybody likes pistachio ice cream, but pistachio ice cream <laughs> exists for the people that like pistachio ice cream. So I just hope, and it's one of the things I think about a lot. I hope that eventually all of this, you know, this bad, these bad feelings, and all the all the kind of noise just dissipates. And there's some way, somehow, that these that these leagues figure out how to work together because I think that's the for the the best for all golf fans.
0: You mentioned the word hot, the word comfortable, and that these guys are comfortable out there, and and taking that a step forward. One of the other things that uh, Angela and I like about live golf is guys can wear shorts. During the tournament. That's <laughs> like yep. we all do when we play golf. Talk about the decision to allow that. Well, you know, that kind of came
1: about out of the blue. Um, you know, I think that, that um, Greg Norman was listening to the players. And a number of them said, hey, you know, why why can't we wear shorts? You know, we're not allowed to in, in other tournaments. We're allowed to on practice rounds. We're allowed to on on." Pro Am days on the PGA tour. Um, we're allowed to at the PGA Championship on non you know, tournament days. Uh, we just don't understand what the difference is. Why, you know, why we can't wear shorts. And Greg, I guess, thought about it and said, There is no reason. Go ahead. And so we were there on uh Friday, I think it was it happened like overnight. It was like we were we did a Friday show and then on Saturday it was kinda like, Oh, by the way, everybody can wear shorts today. So <laughs> That's the kind of thing. And again, with a startup, with the way live golf is kind of functioning, it's those kind of like just, you know, impromptu decisions that can get made because there's not this huge Titanic of rules and regulations that they have to go by because they're, you know, they, they are in a sense in a, in a number of ways, you know, kind of making up as they go along. The funny thing is that the, uh, the guys that were wearing shorts, we all thought, oh, great. You know, Eugenio Cara, and James Piatt and you know, all these young kids are going to be out there and they're going to be wearing shorts and they're going to be freed up. And they're gonna, and it turned out it was Lee Westwood and, and you know, like a, a bunch of the <laughs> older guys that were the ones the first day that turned up in shorts. And we're like, wait, this is a little unexpected. But, you know, who knows? Who knows what, you know, the next thing will be. But it is. It's, again, it's, it kind of lends to that. It's a player first league. So, um, I think everybody, you know, in the executive offices is trying to figure out what ways they can make the players feel welcome, uh, wanted, comfortable, all of those good things that, that just foster a good environment in the locker room and foster environment on the golf course. And, you know, we've seen that so far. Again, five tournaments
0: in. Right. Let's switch gears a little bit. A couple more before I let you go, Keith. And- um, sure. The accolades keep coming in for your latest <laughs> book, Song Girl. You've got a hundred percent five star rating out there on Amazon. Talk about Song Girl and the feedback you've gotten from that.
1: Oh my gosh, it's just so rewarding, Chris. Um, I can't tell you. And I think it's probably because there's a really, really fascinating character in the book. This kind of guy that heads up a motorcycle gang and um, you know has 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 a bit of a sketchy past, but then he seems like throughout the book he you know finds his humanity and maybe turns the corner a little bit but no it's uh it's been a great uh it's been a great ride with song girl i had the idea you know one of these nuggets of an idea that formed in my brain it's like what if you wrote a book in which the lead character or one of the lead character characters could speak only in song titles and that turned into song girl and um i like the fact i'm you know i'm i couldn't be more honored and and blessed that, that people find it a good read and they enjoy reading it. So, um, I'm lucky. I'm really lucky. And, you know, unfortunately you mentioned the sixth book, which I was well on the way toward finishing before I decided to get back in the, in the production chair. Um, so Murphy Murphy in the case of the commission on cliches is, uh, has been a bit on hold. This summer, but, uh, I just started kind of putting the finishing touches on it, the it, and I hope that that one gets to publisher at the end of this year or uh, beginning of next year at the latest. So it'll be the, uh, the first sequel to the Murphy Murphy series. Um, and I, I'm really, I, I'm i enjoying it too. I, you know, I love that character. As you know, we've talked about it before and, uh, this time he's on a bit of a different adventure, but, but. It's fun. I'm still trying to write. I'm still trying to get it done. I'm still, you know, I still think of myself as a, as a full-time author and a, now a part-time TV producer. So.
0: Keith, before I let you go, let our listeners know again how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing. Get your books and then follow you online and on social media as well.
1: Well, thanks for that, Kristen. You know, it's, uh, all the books are available at Amazon. Um, Keith Hirschland one word K E I T H H I R S H L A N D dot com is the website. It talks about all my books and my kind of history of in the broadcasting world and uh I'm on Twitter rarely more rarely these days at K H H Author. So they can follow me there and you can watch Live Golf on YouTube. It's really easy. You just go to YouTube, you in the search bar you type Live Golf, and you can watch every tournament that we've done, all the previous five, um, and then the the three that are coming up, this week in Bangkok, next week in Saudi Arabia, and then in three weeks in Miami for the $50 million team championship.
0: Keith, it's always a privilege to get to spend time with you. I always look forward to it. I can't thank you enough for your support of me and the show and coming back and being a part of it as often as you have. I hope I get that same privilege of having you back again soon.
1: Well, it's all—it's always up to you, Chris. I'm happy to do it any time. And thank thank you for being such a huge supporter of mine. And, and I would just say, have folks give, give us a chance. If you don't like it, you don't like it. I'm really, really fine with that. But don't not like it without <laughs> giving it a chance.
0: 100% agree with that. Keith, take care, my friend. All the best to you and your family. Look forward to catching up again soon. Yeah, I can't wait, Chris. Thanks a lot. See you, okay. Keith. That is the great Keith Hirschland, and that motorcycle gang character. Love that guy. Got to check him out in Song Girl. Um, I can't agree with Keith enough about give it a try. I know we all have our, our concerns and the, where the money's coming from and, and all the political peace. I understand where that comes from, and, and I get it. But if you take that aside just for a minute and tune in and take a look at what they're doing, again, how much fun is it that these guys get to go out and play short? Talk about, you know, it's a looser atmosphere. And again, I get the fact that, you know, hey, the guy that finishes last is going to make 120000 And if he plays really poorly, but the other guys play really well in his team, he's going to make a lot more money than that. It just is what it is. That's the league. That's what they choose to do, that's how they're 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 spending their money. But look at the product. Look at the 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 argument that I always get a kick out of, first of all, is that these are just exhibitions because they only play 54 holes. Well folks, if if that's your if that's your opinion, guess what? The Champions Tour and the LPGA tours have then been playing exhibitions since their inception. So to me that's that's a silly argument. People talk about well you know it's it's the shotgun starts. It's like your, your member guest. Think about the fairness and the, and like we talked about in the last segment with Rob Strano, we're talking about the difference in draws. If you happen to get the lucky draw where it wasn't raining or it wasn't cold or the wind wasn't blowing, that impacts a, a golfer's ability to play well in that tournament. It doesn't exist there on the live tour because it is a shotgun start, except for the top six players. When it comes to the final round, they all tee off on number one. So they are playing the same course. They are finishing on the same hole. So it, it, that to me is off the table. I just think we need to have a more open mind with this thing and, and you know the Saudi money and the and the murder of the of the reporter and the 9/11 and all of that I, again completely sympathetic empathetic to to everybody that was involved there horrible atrocity. Those are political things. I want to talk about, you know, what Liv is doing. And how they are, you know, reimagining golf, and I think their ideas for what they're doing with their tournament, with their broadcast, and with their league, are fantastic. Those things I think bear uh, watching from the PGA Tour, and I hope the PGA Tour has an open mind. They've stolen enough of Greg's ideas, Greg Norman's ideas over the years with the WGC events, and now their only response to keeping players on the PGA Tour with stealing more of Liv's ideas and incorporating them on the PGA Tour. What that tells me is those are really good ideas. They can't come up with anything better, so let's copy them. And kudos to Keith and, and and the job he's doing with those broadcasts. I think if you tune in, you'll see it's a
1: lot of fun.